there's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Welcome to the Saints Happy Hour podcast. With hosts Ralph Malbro and featuring bloggers Andrew Juge of thesaintsnation.com, Kevin Held of The Team Drops the Ball, and Dave Cariello of Canal Street Chronicles. This podcast is nothing but serious football talk and hardcore analysis. Which four of you would survive the longest in the zombie apocalypse, and in which order would you die? Well, Ralph, no offense, you're going first. No, definitely. <laughs> no, 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 no. The zombies would smell Dave's sugar blood and target him. They'd get his... I don't even have a joke, Dave! Now, here's your host, Ralph Malbrose. All right, welcome to Saints Happy Hour Podcast. As always, we are sponsored by you, the fan. Andrew, we gave them another episode of Drunk History, Pat Swillen. People love it. It's already got 1,100 uh, downloads and listens. Uh, only 100 of you son of a bitches donated to make that happen. The rest of you that are listening for free, you ought to rectify that situation and make a donation. Because you should feel bad about yourselves. But we love the drunk history. It's fun. I got some special guests lined up coming up soon. Uh, I got the I got I got the Aaron Brooks drunk history, and I got the best guests. It's just it's a surprise. It's phenomenal. Uh, so um, anyway, uh, this the big news today, NFL wise, was interesting. Kind of Saints related. Uh, Andrew Brandon Cooks got traded again. Wow. To the Fucking Rams, who are have brought my dreams of mega ultimate atomic YOLO to fucking life. They are just doing it. Um, but they're going full Dan Snyder. They, yeah, they are. But here's the thing: Belichick traded Brandon Cooks for the Rams' first round pick in a walk year. They got the he got the twenty third pick from the Rams, and he sent them a fourth, and they sent him back a sixth. So. He got a better fucking pick than Loomis got last year when Cooks had two years left. Belichick is fucking the dark, the dark Sith Lord or whatever the fuck you want to say. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, he, you know, you know, it's amazing. Like his midichlorians uh, are through the roof. He, I, I've seen, I've seen on Twitter like some Saints fans be like, "I guess we're just gonna ignore that they gave back a fourth. <laughs> and and there's been some other stuff thrown out there. Look, I, I get it. We're jealous. I get it. Like it's annoying that the Patriots just somehow keep doing this to people. It's like, but like for Brandon Cooks, like I didn't think he was worth a first last year. He sure as hell is not worth a first in a contract year. I mean, he's a good receiver. He's nice. He's, nah, he's put nice. up good numbers and all that. But like, man. And I get it. Like the Rams are kind of desperate because they lost Sammy Watkins, and as nice as their offseason has been, like they haven't really helped their offense. And Jared Goff needs weapons, so you know uh, he helps them. But man, giving up a first round pick for a guy in a contract year that's a five foot nothing receiver that 
you know, two teams have gotten rid of. This is his third team now in three years. Um, I mean, well, in the Patriots' defense, like, who would not get rid of that no. guy? Dude, I don't know. For if first round pick in his contract. Was, I don't think it was that that Brandon Cooks was was a bad guy or whatever was trouble. I don't think that like the. the the Rams were like, we'll give you 23. And Bill Belichick said, yes, it's done. No take backsies. Yeah. Like, it's unbelievable, man. And, and it is like, you know, Brandon Cooks thinks he's Antonio Brown. And so, <laughs> you know, he he's going to want $18 million a year oh next year. I mean, he, he's going to want a five-year you know, $80 million deal. Oh he's going to want that. And I don't know if anyone's going to pay it, but like – are the Rams really going to do the franchise tag song and dance with him? Um, Here, here's I, I, I don't know, man, but like I hate that move for the Rams. I hate it. But, you know, it, it goes back to the old adage, and I'll never forget this. You know, Sean Payton uh, made this comment after – it's in his book, if you read his book, after they won the Super Bowl. And he was like, you know, a lot of people question our moves and decisions, but when you win a Super Bowl – the one thing that's fantastic about it is it kind of solidifies every decision you made up to that point. <laughs> so all of a sudden, like you, you win a Super Bowl, every decision you made was good. And so I kind of feel like this year is like that for the Rams. Anything short of a Super Bowl victory, it is going to put them in like Redskins ten years, fifteen years ago camp. Oh, like you spent all this money, you were super aggressive. You failed. Well, here's, so, like, it's it's Super Bowl or bust for the Rams. Here's the interesting thing, Dave, and I was thinking of this as I was getting ready for the show, is that this Brandon Cook situation. What you sipping on there, Ralph? What you sipping on? Uh, I'm sipping on uh, cherry Coke and bourbon. All right. Okay. All right. Continue. So I got a little I get a little French vino going, a little Bordeaux. <laughs> so here, here it reminded me, and Dave. The, the, the Rams this year going and, and, and going YOLO for Brandon Cook, it reminded me kind of, because it was the Patriots, it reminded me last year the Saints with Malcolm Butler. The Saints were fucking desperate for a corner, right? And they had Malcolm Butler in, they worked out the contract, and Bill Belichick is like, I want a first-round pick. And the Saints were like, fucking no. And Loomis held the line, right? He didn't, they didn't cave. And it worked out beautifully. They got Lattimore, all of it. But it really, like, it, it reminded me of that. Like, the Rams just didn't give a fuck. And we're like, we're doing this. And and I they, it, this is, you know, we, we talked in our podcast about the YOLO offseason. <laughs> this is it. And this is it. But the Dave, Rams are doing exactly what we wanted last but year. But, Dave, do you look at the Rams and are you like, oh, my God, fuck. They're just unbelievable. Because I, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about them being this unbelievable uh, juggernaut. Well, I mean, yeah, on paper, <laughs> they like Andrew said, they, they should be pretty damn good. Um, they, they have, uh, they have um, assembled the dream team. And, I mean, this is, this is on top of already having a good team. I mean, these yeah. guys were legitimate contenders last year. Yep. Uh, the, the only thing about it is, uh, you know, you, you said – you made the Star Wars reference when you called Bill Belichick the, you know, Sith Lord. Um, <laughs> well, I, you know, just in keeping with four, the Star Wars the, theme. By to quote, the way, uh, the Patriots have four picks in the top seventy now. Fucking to, <laughs> Jesus. To, to quote Luke, Luke Skywalker in the most recent 
recent Star Wars film, The Last Jedi, this is not going to go the way you think it is. I just, I don't think, first of all, injuries. Injuries, yeah. I mean, I mean, I mean they've, they've signed like what? Maybe seven or eight pretty pretty significant free agents so far this yeah, offseason. They, or, 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 they suck or at end and for. they suck at tight end, though. The, the Rams um, I'm talking about. And, I, I mean, you're, you're not going to get 16 games out of all of those guys. And I just... It, it, foot, that's the one thing that I've always loved about football. Uh, you know, I, growing up, I was grew up as a Mets fan. I always hated the Yankees, and they were really good in, like, the early 2000s and the late 90s and the early 2000s. And they were always so good. And they, they always just... They just bought whatever players they wanted <laughs> and just made them that good. And that, that can work in baseball, and that can work in basketball. Yeah. But when it comes to football, like, that just... That's that's not how it works. Well, here's you you want to do know. those things to help you, uh, but it, it's it's more than that. You need depth. You know, you know who, who are the players? Who are the players in all these big name guys? What happens when Brandon Cooks gets injured? Then number one guy. Then who's catching the ball? Yeah, well, that's what I was going to say. You know, Bill Barnwell made a point that the, Andrew Dallas tried this in the ninety. In the, well, not the nineties with Tony Romo, right? They had like seven or eight stars and the rest of the roster was trash and it never worked out they never even made an nfc championship game with romo um so i don't know the rams roster uh, i mean the rams lost to Alley and i kind of hate their linebackers so i'm i'm just gonna throw that out there i mean you, you look at a guy like sean payton he's like yeah their their corners are good and their front four is scary but but shoot, man! I mean, I look at these linebackers. Nobody can cover Kamara, so I'm just going well, to replay. Well, but that's yeah, Sean. You know, Sean Payton and the Saints will be able to figure that out. But um, yeah. I mean, you know what you know what they say as far as current current defenses in the NFL. You need a pass rush and you need a good cornerbacks. I mean, and linebacker. They have, they have yeah, yeah. I, I think as far as what's popular today, I think linebackers have kind of you know lost some ground in the popularity. Well, you know, I will say this, you know, as good as Cooks was in his interviews with the Saints and you know, all accounts, he seemed to be a good guy and a hard worker. I call him a locker room cancer, but um, he has underwhelmed um, as far as his team. You're not even, you're underwhelmed. You are underwhelmed. Yeah, I'm underwhelmed in terms of his just teammate quality. And so now you look at a locker room. With Aqib Talib, Marcus Peters, Dominican Sue, um, Brandon Cooks, a guy in Aaron Donald that is watching a guy playing alongside him that's getting paid fifteen million a year, and you're fucking, you're Aaron Donald, you're pissed about that. Yeah. Lord uh, help him. I if mean, they start you're out the three best and defensive player in the league. And you're getting paid next less than the guy that's playing right next to you. Yeah, I'm sorry, but that. That would burn anyone. Yeah, let, let's so, see how they go if they go if they start out three and four. But the the final. Question, I mean, that's the thing. You know, they lose two out of three, and all of a sudden the media, you know, they love they love a story, and they're gonna start pushing this narrative of is this the Redskins? Is this Dan Snyder all yeah. over again? Yeah. And and I just think the minute the finger pointing starts, it, it's gonna be ugly in that locker room. Now, if they go fourteen and two, no problem. You know, they'll they'll be able to deal with their egos because they'll be winning and it'll be all good. But if there's a situation where they lose two out of three and the media starts that whole thing and, and they start finger pointing, 
it could blow up in their face when, very quickly. When, who was the last team that went YOLO in an offseason and won a Super Bowl? Can either, Didn't the Eagles have that dream they, team? Yeah, but they were dastard. They, they went 8-8. Eight and eight. Right. But, but who, who, I don't – Dave, can you think of a team that went YOLO in offseason and won? Uh, not a recent history. I mean, no. the only team I can think of is Tampa when they went all in with Gruden and they gave up two number ones. Oh, yeah, they got Dwight Smith, who really paid off for them. I mean, yeah, I mean, it, like, that's the last one. And that was kind of different because it was a coach. But, uh, you know, yeah. um, that's it. So that's it for, for the Brandon Cook Street, which is interesting. You know, I, I was hoping that I would get to do a podcast should the Saints trade for Gronk. But but because it'd just be great, and people would see the headline, and of course they would click and listen. But now that Cooks is gone, there's the, the Gronk trading is out the window. Um, maybe we should uh, maybe we should just make that the title anyway. <laughs> I, <laughs> I mean, people will see Saints. Could they trade for Gronk? I mean, that's good for like seven lessons. Right? Probably. Um, but the Saints did make actual news this past week. They brought back Ben Watson. Uh, Watson, Watson, uh, Watson. He's 37. Randy two, Watson. Two years removed from uh, blowing out his Achilles. But Andrew, he caught 60 passes last year from Joe Flacco, who's fucking terrible. Um, he is terrible. Joe Flacco is elite. <laughs> you, you, mean, you mean Tom Brady without Gronk? Yeah, Tom Brady without Gronk. <laughs> Ben Watson was playing the role of Gronk. That's that's my favorite is that Tom Brady without Gronk is Joe Flacco statistically. <laughs> that's so good. So so Ben so so Ben Watson is back, but like Watson. Uh, how good I wonder if I wonder if his wife's gonna sit next to me again now. Oh, how good can how, how yeah. much do you expect? Did you know my uh, my wife ran my, my wife? She ran track with Ben Watson's wife. Oh, I did not know that. And they were they were homies. Oh. So how how good is Ben Watson going to be, Andrew? Uh, well, first of all, he was born in 1980, which is the year I was born. And if you're still in the NFL and you were born the same year as me, I, I mean, I don't have high hopes for you. Granted, Drew Brees <laughs> is older than I am, but uh, you know. I keep seeing all these people like Sigler tweeting all this stuff about Ben Watson had more catches than the entire tight ends combined last year. But Saints tight ends are garbage, so I don't know that that's a fair comparison. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing. I don't think Ben Watson's going to do anything for the Saints. Um, I've heard rumblings that this is not official, but I have it on good authority through my – very few sources sauces. left. You sauces. sauces. That uh, that Kobe Fleener has still not passed um, concussion protocol. Oh. Um, so if that's true, um, then you know we're looking at a retirement or you know post June first cut. So I, I mean, all signs are pointing to him never playing football again, as far as I know. Um, and of course, I'm sure they'll announce he's fine tomorrow because I've said this on the podcast, but. That being said, you know, I think this is a situation where you draft a guy. And if you remember when the Saints drafted Jimmy Graham, there was a one-year kind of bridge period with Shockey ahead of him, teaching him the ropes, bringing him along. And so I don't know if it's Hayden Hurst. I don't know if it's um, Campbell or what's the guy from Oklahoma? Coleman? What, what is it? Uh, I can't uh, 
can't blanking on it. Oh, Andrews, Andrews. Yeah, and remind, uh, from remember from Oklahoma. That that bridge year for Jimmy Graham, it didn't even really last year. By December, Jimmy Graham was the man. He caught the game-winning touchdown in Atlanta on a yeah, Monday yeah. night. So it didn't even but, last but like I, a year. I mean, you look at Shockey, and Shockey did a lot for Graham. I mean, I yeah. think Shockey deserves credit for being a great influence on Graham that first year. But I just look at Watson as a guy who maybe he makes a handful of plays here or there in the first few weeks of the season. Um, I don't think he's moving the needle at all for the team. But if he can mentor a guy and help a young, promising player develop, um, he, he, we already know he has a lot of chemistry with Drew Brees. So I'm glad he's on the team, and I just hope the Saints have a plan to kind of develop a guy behind him, a youngster. Dave, over under 50 catches for Ben Watson. Whew. Man. 50 is a, that's a good number. I wish you would have said 40. Yeah. All right, 40 I'll 40. split it. 45. 40 I'll take the over. 45. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say that's I'm going to say I'm going to I'm going to say over. I'm gonna over, say over 45, huh? I, I think that uh, I, I don't think Watson's the number one guy. I sure hope he's not the number one guy. Uh, I think he's a great number two on the field. I think he's a great number two off the field. Obviously, they brought him back because he fits in with the locker room and what they're trying to do. You know, we all remember all of his Facebook posting that he did uh, while he was with the Saints that garnered national news media attention. Um, uh, but I, I think a number two tight end like him could easily catch 45 balls in this offense. Well, last year was the worst tight end season the Saints have ever had as far as like a group. I think 45 is a doable number for him, Andrew. Do you? I'm going to pick under. under. I mean, he's he's old, guys. He's old, but I mean... He, he, do you realize how old I am? He's, yeah, we all you know realize, how old you are. Yeah, you, you're, 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 you're older yeah, than but me. You still, you still and Ralph, run Ralph those, is older than you. You still run those 60-year-old women ragged on the tennis court. Listen, listen I played a tennis match last night that... You know, it was like a team USTA match. It came down to my court, so I was giving it everything I had. And, I mean, this morning I felt like I, I had just been gang raped by like seven bikers <laughs> when I woke up. And, and I had a softball game tonight. And, you know, I'm throwing from left field, you know, just my, my arm, like after serving, just felt like jello. And, I mean... Look, Ben Wat- Ben Watson is a chiseled uh, fit, and I mean, I, much respect to him. He's taking care of his body, and he, he you know, he he's a, he is a monster. The, he is Herculean. But I, here, I was I, yes, I, I, but I, I was still, gonna, dude. Like he he had an Achilles injury here's like the interesting a year thing. ago. Here's the interesting thing for the and then he came back and caught sixty balls last yeah, year. But so in- how, how can you even doubt him? Here's the interesting thing about that with his Achilles. He said two years later, he's still not back to what he was before the Achilles injury, which to me, it gave me a red flag for Boogie Cousins, which is a whole other discussion with the Pelicans, but also for Okafor. Like, like Watson hurt his Achilles in the preseason of 2016, and he said last year, after a full year, he still wasn't right, and even at the end of last year, Okafor blew out his Achilles in week 10. So, yeah. so he's not even going to have a year. Like, so yeah. that made me like, and I love Okafor, and I'm glad the Saints brought him back. But I was like, oh, boy. 
Yeah, yeah I, I think you're. Uh, I think you're absolutely right. You know, I, the Achilles injuries have been the talk in New Orleans for, Long you know, the last month or so with with Boogie Cousins being out. Not so much now, but after after he first suffered yeah. his injury. Do you and, guys agree? Uh, do you guys agree that based on what uh, Okafor was paid, which was two years, ten million, they should have let him walk? I was I was really surprised. I got to be honest with you. I, again, like I was. Saying, but I didn't see what's this, it, what's his, after learning about after what's learning the about Achilles injuries and how hard they are to come back from. I'm surprised. I'm surprised that they what gave him that much money. What was guarantees though? I have no idea. Like I don't think. Like I think he's got a he's got a really busted. It's an incentive laden contract. Yeah, like I think I I want to say it was like the guarantees were like four million, which isn't terrible. I mean, no, that's fine. I mean, um, he's got some monster like. For the second year, Andrew, I think he's got like monster per game bonuses. You know, um, I could be wrong though, but but it, it to me, but it's bad because the thing is, if Okafor is not even what he was last year for the Saints, Andrew, then defensive end, you're like, you're like biting your knuckles because you're like, oh shit, you know. Yeah. Wait, so what's the answer? Would you guys, if you were Loomis, would you pay him? Two years, ten million, I or would. would you would you rather roll the dice with like Hendrickson, Aldean? No, Muhammad, I would bring like I would bring Kika him back because like they can guy. get they can get out of that probably with like I I bet you if they if they get rid of Okafor after this year I bet you that cap charge is less than two less than three million. All right, and what about Cousins? You guys resigning him? Well, that's different because that's like that's like two hundred million dollars. Yeah, that's a different. So, are you doing it? I mean, I'd pro. I'd want to do like that Joel Embiid contract where it's got like a lot of things and escape clauses and whatnot. I don't know that I'm giving bullet bullet. Escape clauses don't exist in the NBA. I'm, are you I doing it or not? I think you got to do it because you got to make the brow happy and you got to just go all in and just hope for the best. Dave. Uh, uh yeah, do it. So. The other topic besides Brandon Cooks getting traded and besides Watson, the other the other big topic on Saints Twitter this week was Lamar Jackson. His quarterback for Louisville. Uh, Pass. Wait, by the way, by the way, Sportrack says that uh, Okafor's contract is uh, one point five in total guarantees. Oh, that's nothing. Yeah, that's not much. That's not one point five guaranteed at signing. 1.5 signing bonus. Two years, 6.7 million. I thought it was two years, 10 million. It's, I guess it's up to 10 million. I bet you that's. I bet you that sacks and and games that he's active. Did, did he get the Ricky Williams contract? No, but I mean, I where basically he has to be Gail Sayers. No, but I, I, I bet. I, <laughs> I bet you, Andrew. You know what I bet? I bet you to get the full 10 million. I bet you he's got to be active for 30 plus games, and he's got to get five sacks each year. Yeah. Yeah, you know he's got a he's be- got a roster bonus, a wa- a workout bonus. Uh, yeah. It doesn't say anything else though. Yeah. So Lamar Jackson, Saints fans, and I admit I was all in for Lamar Jackson. Uh, I was like, holy shit, his his film is awesome. I love him. I love to watch the YouTube clips with the rap music that I don't understand. It was phenomenal. Um, but here's the thing, he doesn't have an agent. And that was a huge red flag for me because, that, like, to not have an agent and you're a quarterback and the agent doesn't just do your contract. They do so much more than that. But, Andrew, I read today about why he doesn't have an agent and why his mom is is running 
his operation. And I still think not having an agent is a bad decision, but I feel like way less. I don't hate it as much as I did before. Like his dad. Well, break it down for me. What's, I haven't heard that. What's the reason? Yeah. Well, I don't his, know anything about this. His, his dad died when he was young, and him and his mom are really close. His mom coached him in football when he was younger. Um, so she knows, and she just sets it up. And, and the thing is, for his mom, for his college process, his mom would tell coaches, My son wants to be a quarterback, don't recruit him. As anything else, and like he was at Louisville during the spring game, and they had him catch a punt, and his wife walked over to Bobby Petrino and was like, "What the fuck you doing?" His mom, yeah, his mom, not his wife. Let's his clear mom. this up right his now. Mom. It was not his wife. It was his mom. It was his mom. His mom walked over to Bobby Petrino and was like, "What the fuck you doing? Why is my kid catching punt? You said he's going to get a chance to be quarterback." So. You know, and she's not like Lamar Ball where she's out front and at the media. She's, she hasn't been in front of any media, right? So that made me feel a little bit better about it. But okay, I, but what does she know about contracts and negotiating? Well, that's the thing. That's a, it's, a big, it's still a red flag, Dave. I'm just saying I don't hate it as much as I did like two days ago before I read the story. Um, but Andrew, Just because his mom's a little sassy at practice yeah, sometimes? Yeah, I like why, it. I that's like That's why it. you're more comfortable with it now? I, I am. I am. I'm not going to lie. Like the mom. <laughs> I, I would hope that a few years getting college courses at Louisville. Maybe, we call it Louisville. Louisville. You guys are really hurting my ears. Lo, 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 sorry, Louisville. Um, you know, getting a little common sense along the way. And um, I don't know. Maybe picking up a thing or two from Bobby Petrino on business savvy and being morally rep- reprehensible. Don't ride a motorcycle with your yeah. mistress. That's I tip mean, number one. I Bob. just think that that whole experience would be enough for Lamar Jackson to, I don't know, maybe Get grow agent. a brain. Get an agent. And, yeah, I mean, you know – did you guys watch that interview with Mike Mayock on NFL it was, Network? It was not great. Not good. It was brutal. It was awful. Awful. And, and so, start- like, they're, they're talking X's and O's and scheme stuff. And, like, I don't know if he's camera shy. I don't know if maybe he's just – he understands it, but he can't verbalize it very well. But, like, that's what an agent does. He, You know, an agent will get you – media training they will get you someone that can you know get you up to speed on what you're supposed to say on camera and like sorry mom but you're not cutting it and look all i gotta say is you know kind of going back to my tennis thing because i always bring this back to tennis there's this kid named donald young who is in his late 20s now he's probably 28 but when he was 16 he was number one in the world in juniors, American kid, black kid, and he his mom was his coach. His mom didn't know anything about tennis, and it was the same deal. But I trust my mom. She's my best friend. She knows what's best for me. I'm not going to take all this advice from all these other people, right? Kind of same deal. And he was number one as a junior, and he never made it as a pro. Like The best ranking he ever had was maybe like 40-something in the world. And the reason he never made it was not talent. Is because she was taking him to Waffle House and International House of Pancakes every morning for breakfast. His diet was trash, and he didn't have good work habits. And she let him play video games all day because you know you're great and you're going to be awesome. And like, 
I just think when you get to the next level and you're trying to be a professional, you need professionals coaching you. You need professionals giving you advice. And I'm sorry, but like Lamar Jackson, it's like how many clues do you need between and, – and the Wonderlick, like I know people try to trash it, but like it's just one other evaluation and a slew of evaluations. You don't take it on its own and make any judgments on someone. But when you add up that plus no agent plus his completion percentage, which was below 60 his entire career at Louisville – Sorry, Louisville. He's never going to run away from people in the NFL like he did in college. I mean, he might still have Michael Vick-like moments, but it's never going to be like that in the NFL. So he's got to be able to throw the ball accurately. He never did that in college. Always below 60%. And by the way, if you look at Bobby Petrino's offense, very scripted, a lot of easy throws. And so to be below 60% in that offense, not very good. So, I mean, you add all that up, his poor interviews, I mean, his attempting to sound smart with Mike Mayock on camera talking about schemes and X's and O's, to me, that all adds up to dumb quarterback. And I'm sorry to say it, but, like, there is no way I'm spending the 27th overall pick with that many red flags. Yeah, it's, it's like if you could pull out one of them, Andrew, I'd still yeah, be for yeah. it because I love his highlights so much and I think it'd be fun and I think Sean Payton could figure it out. If you could pull one of the things, like just take one of them away, like if you said his Wonderlick score was okay or he had an agent or he completed 62% of his passes, like if you fixed one of the things, yeah. I'd be fine. But when you stack them all up, Dave, I just I can't do it. And I love. And I, I want to be really clear. Like a lot of people like to make this about race. No. And I, I just want to be really clear, Ralph. You can back me up on this. I was ready to draft the guy two weeks ago. Yeah. You, you, we, you and I were talking about it, and I was ready to draft the dude. And then I did some research. I listened to his interviews. Um, you know, I heard about the Wonderlick score and the agent thing came out and all this stuff. And I changed my mind. And you know. To me, it's unfortunate there's this whole dynamic of black quarterbacks and, you know, running quarterbacks can't make it. I mean, Russell Wilson, to me, is like the next guy. He's the next elite quarterback. So I love Russell Wilson. And and Watson, before he got hurt, big fan of him too. But at the end of the day, for me, Lamar Jackson specifically, no. and this is just my personal opinion, I'm not feeling it. Dave, and it's, how do you feel like your thoughts on Lamar Jackson? But also tell me, like, how do you how would you feel about the Saints picking a quarterback at twenty seven? <laughs> I don't have as strong feelings for, for or against Lamar Jackson as uh, as Andrew does, obviously. But uh, uh, you know, you guys said everything that needs to be said. There's a lot of data points that he's not hitting, so. It probably best to stay away. Certainly not worth the risk. Uh, quarterback at 27? No, uh, not this year. Next year, I, I'd say let's do it. Not this year. I don't. I don't even like any of the quarterback. I, I wouldn't even. I don't think there's one guy that they could. That they even if they traded up to get, I, that I really would be that excited about. Yeah. I just Mahomes. think if you pick quarterback at 27, I mean, let's just think about this for a second. You are probably getting 
the what fifth fourth best or quarterback fifth, in the draft? Fourth or fifth best guy, yeah. Right, right, right. But if you so at twenty seven, you know that starts to be territory where if you pick a safety or a tight end. I mean, obviously, we don't need a safety, but I'm just saying, like, yeah. you pick a secondary position, tight end, guard, safety, uh, running back, um, there know, maybe, even rece- maybe even receiver, um, you're getting the best player in the draft at that position, or maybe number two, right? But, like, you look at Ryan Ramchek, where, where the Saints picked him, what, 32nd overall last year? He was the best tackle in the draft, Right. So I just think, you know, you look at a guy like Connor Hertz. I know I keep harping on him, but I'm just saying, like, number one tight end in the draft. If he's there at 27, like, are you taking him? Are you taking the fifth best quarterback in the draft? Yeah, and here's the thing last year with the Saints, too, guys. I feel like they were, they were going to take Pat Mahomes, but I think it wasn't so much that they were looking for a quarterback. I think Sean Payton was just like – Loved him. Loved him. And yeah. like he was like, I'll take a Pat Mahomes, but if it ain't, if I can't get Pat Mahomes, we ain't taking a quarterback. And that's how I think it was. My my question is, I, I I'm gonna come out on this podcast right now and say that Mahomes is gonna be surprisingly ridiculous for the Chiefs next year. He's fucking his his highlights in the preseason and the game. That one game he played, like he made fucking ridic- like ridiculous throws. I could be wrong about this, but I think he's gonna be. I think he and Russell Wilson, like once Breeze, Brady, once those guys retire, like the wave of new QBs is gonna be Russell Wilson and Mahomes. Um, you heard it here, Dave. Uh, Russell Wilson isn't that young anymore. Uh, yeah. Well, how old is? She's like twenty. Pretty young. I booked his wedding band. <laughs> True story. Um, so, what is Russell Wilson? Twenty-seven. Twenty-eight. He's coming up for a contract. So, here's the I mean, thing. That's, that's young for a quarterback. Here's the thing, Dave. That I keep and I and I was arguing with yesterday and today with people on Twitter about it. Uh, and they're just twenty-nine. Yeah. There, people on Twitter are just fucking. Del- Some people are just fucking delusional about the Saints' wide receivers and tight ends being okay. They're like, they don't need to draft anybody. They don't need to sign anybody. It's fine how it is. If I look at their receivers and I'm like, if fucking Michael Thomas gets a hangnail, they are in deep shit. Like, if they you don't realize, like Tommy Lee Lewis is what, oh like my, their number three oh receiver. Oh my god! Right now? Because Brandon, yeah, because Coleman and Snead aren't even under contract. But Dave, if they don't do anything. As far as signing a, 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 a wide receiver before the draft, how nervous are you going to be about wide receiver? Um, I don't think they have to sign a wide receiver. I just they, they need to get either a tight end. They need to get a receiving threat. So it needs to either be a tight end or a wide receiver, and it needs to either be you know high in the draft or or. See really anymore? I don't think. Uh, there's a couple guys uh, left. Jordan Matthews, then we got Meredith from the Bears. There's a couple of there's a couple of bargain bin guys they can get at the dollar store. <laughs> uh, you know, and and you know, obviously, it's very entirely possible that somebody could. Um, 
go undrafted and get signed for the Saints, you know, after the draft and is there, become amazing. Is there any, so who knows? Is Jay, Andrew, the Saints, they haven't done it in a while, but, f- you know, from 2006 to about 2010, Mickey Loomis was all about trading draft picks for veterans. The, mm-hmm. the Saints haven't done that in a while. Um, mm-hmm. But is there, like, besides Beckham, is there a uh, is there a wide receiver kind of on the market, or maybe a guy that they could they could go and get trade wise right now? Trade, yeah, or no, oh, it wouldn't be that. Wise? It would be on draft day. You know, I can't think of any names, perhaps, but maybe. You know, can you think of any names? Well, you know what's interesting is that Loomis said, you know, we're not done mm-hmm. with free agency, and he said there's, you know, there's. Still a few things we can do, and he said the the trade market is still out there, and you know he he said that. So whether the Saints trade for anyone or not, I I don't know, but I mean at least it sent the message they were considering it. So let me ask you this, and this is just totally hypothetical nonsense. I don't. It's never been anywhere, and I'm just pulling it out of my ass. But Cincinnati's a trash pile. And they like to do rebuilds and whatnot. If Cincinnati called you up and said, I'll give you A.J. Green, give me number 27. Which, oh, man. Would you do yes. it? Yes. Yes. Yeah, I would do that in the heartbeat. Unbelievable. I mean, not even a question for me. Cause he's, but he's a guy. he's a guy that is 29 and is sort of like on the – the downtick, you know. Yeah, but it's AJ Green. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just saying, I could, I could see. Well, who knows what he could do with a good quarterback? <laughs> Are you saying Andy Dalton, the Red Rifle, isn't that good? So no, um, I think that's what he's saying. So before I get to Twitter questions, which we have a few, uh, Drew Brees was actually in the news <laughs> today. Uh, he is suing his jeweler in San Diego because apparently he bought $15 million worth of jewelry and he had it appraised and it was only worth like eight. So he's suing the jeweler for the difference. The jeweler said some mean things about Drew Brees. I'm not going to lie, those quotes were pretty mean. Uh, so uh, thoughts on that? Like, what's The, the jeweler's thing? lawyer said that stuff. I don't Still, think the jeweler said that. Mean, uh, mean things, Dave. About, about I mean, the, the, uh, the poor cash flow yeah. statement was shocking. Ad- AdvoCare, man, is not cheap. Uh, yeah, no, the whole, the whole thing is very bizarre. I mean, it, it's, I, I, I'm surprised that Drew Brees would be interested in buying jewelry. He should restrict his game playing to the football field and refrain from bullying honest, hardworking businessmen like my client. <laughs> How do you aggressively purchase multi-million dollar pieces of jewelry? You go in the store like, I want that! And I want it now! Um, but, yeah, like... On a, on I mean, he, I, I'm surprised that he, that he would spend $8 million on a four-carat ring. $8 million on a single piece of jewelry. That's a bit... What's the, what's the most you've ever spent on jewelry, Dave? Uh, I guess my wife's engagement ring. Yeah, same. Yeah, I bought my my wife my wife my wife, my wife. her engagement ring was really cool, but it's got the diamonds like under like in the in the like curved part of the ring, so when she wears it, like they yeah. fall out and shit. 
which is isn't there a percentage oh, of your like yearly you revenue that you're supposed to send? I did it. Is it? Isn't there a percentage of your yearly revenue that you're supposed to spend on an engagement ring? Yeah, like 10 20% or some shit. Yeah, I think whatever the norm is. I yeah, it's I a, did that. that's fucking big diamond trying to milk yeah. men for all we're worth. That's, that's all right. That but that's right. Um, I have to say, I was I was a little bit surprised that Drew Brees is investing in it, like like spending fifteen million dollars on jewelry. That's like rock star rapper type shit, you know. Like if if you told me like 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 Steven Tyler or like Nicolas Cage had spent like twenty five twenty million on jewelry or like yeah, what is this blood diamond? Yeah, or like you know like. Um, jay-z or a rapper or like you know i'd be like that's that's that that makes sense because that's what they do they just spend money recklessly mm-hmm. on their celebrities but like drew Brees, i was like wow like that's pretty fucking reckless for drew Brees. buying a 4.9 carat 4.4.09 carat blue diamond ring 8.8 million dollars that's as much as freaking demarco uh the Mario uh, Davis is going to make for the Saints this year, you know. And 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 Drew won't take a pay cut so we can sign some fucking pass rushers. God damn it! <laughs> He's got a cash flow. He's got a cash nice. flow problem. I'm surprised he didn't take the deal that was offered him to some um, mystery team. If he had, you a know, cash- I'm just glad that Drew Brees has been shorting his takeout order tips because had he been. Tipping generously, he wouldn't have been able. I mean, to where flow. where would his cash flow be? Yeah, he wouldn't. Then. Have, he wouldn't have blue diamonds. Uh-huh. Um, so that's fun. But we need thanks thanks Drew for 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 giving us news on a, on a semi slow week. We got because we got many. We got the draft coming up, but then we got slow times. If 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 Drew if Drew would have waited till like June to sue the jeweler, that would have been perfect. But, but we could have done the whole episode. We 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 would oh, we would have like two parts. We'd have done a we'd have done a regular episode and we'd have done a drunk history on Drew Brees' blue diamond. Um, so now we have <laughs> we have questions. Um, so let's see. Uh, do, 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 uh, which this is from Don Tanaka. Yeah, I, I feel like I I feel like Kevin was sorely missed on that topic. Yeah, I feel like it is. People are asking. Yeah, that was right. What is, in what is going on with him? Where where is he? He's in St. Louis wrestling or doing what he's doing, you know? I mean like is he like officially resigning or nah, what? Like, he's, he he's, just, he's, he'll be he just shows up every now and then. Yeah, he's like he's like he's like your he's like your he's like your your irresponsible cousin that you love. And he just shows up and you're I like don't love ah, my irresponsible cousin. So Don Tanaka asks which one of these three saints? Okay, you just butchered the the man's name. The man's only been listening and question, asking us questions for six years, and you still can't get it. Yeah, right. well, he Don asked. It's what, been longer than that. I hate to. Which hate to take to break it to you, Don? Don, he wants me to butcher his name. It makes him feel special. Which one of these three Saints players is going to be gone by week one, Andrew? Kikaha, Human, or Daniel Lasco? Oh man, that's a great question. Football question. What a question. By, what a question by Don Tecano. Um Wow. Kikaha, Glasgow, or who? Who, man? Oh, I cleaner is beast. So that's news for who, man? your boy, who, man? And, you know, Kikaha, I just think 
pass rush is questionable enough that he might have a shot for a little bit. So I'm going to go with Lasco. Yeah. Lasco, though, if he's back that healthy, he's he's a special teams guy. Oh, this is a great question from Chase. Thanks for the question, Don Jose Tequila. <laughs> this is a great <laughs> question from Chase. Dave, I'm having a discussion with my roommate about Brandon's law. If closed mouths don't get fed, do open mouths get traded? Uh, <laughs> that's that's good. Uh, I that I mean that is a question, but I think we know what he's trying to say there. Yeah. And uh, yes, I would have to agree. Andrew, I like that Brandon's law. It's good. A, a plus. Uh, it, it, it it's a. I would put that ahead of Occam's razor. It was. This is from Micah. Uh, how do you explain to your very Christian wife that you had too much fun in blank to the tune, very Christian wife to the tune of nine million dollars, and now you blamed quote unquote the jeweler? <laughs> I mean, that's what I, that's what I want to know. Where is Britney? Britney, I was about to say Britney Spears. Britney Breeze. Where is she standing on this shit? Yeah. Is she like... She's saying, I don't... How come I never got that ring? Yeah. Like, <laughs> oh, shit. Blue fucking diamond? Are you... This is the first time hearing about yeah. this. Four carrots. Four, four carrots. Forget about it. Eight million dollars. God damn. Um... Uh, people are tweeting me pictures of Sean McVay's girlfriend. I don't know why they feel like they need to do this. Any any comments about that? She's smoking. Yeah, who is she? She's smoking hot. She's oh, smoking. Yeah, hopefully, sure. your wife is not listening. My wife doesn't care. She's she's, she's my wife. She's secure, my wife. She's secure. She's secure enough to know that that uh, that, you know. Nobody. Nobody. There's nobody better than a one-armed guy with a baby. Yeah. <laughs> There's nobody. I'm never doing better than her. I've 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 outkicked my coverage by miles. This is from Hunter. This is from Hunter. So we talked about it before. How do you feel about the Saints wide receiver situation, uh, Andrew? Not good. Not, not good. good. I mean, I feel like like Ted Ginn's going to regress. Like he's Bulimic, anorexic, diseased. I mean. Ted Ginn's regressing, right? He's not. He's not churning out another career year. It's not getting better. <laughs> he's not. Yeah. Um. Let's see. Uh, does but, it, does this? Put it to you this way: right now, our our best case scenario is Brandon Coleman coming back. <laughs> that should not get you excited. I like Brandon Coleman a lot, but I just like him. I like him on the team. I don't actually like him playing. <laughs> I, I like the theory of Brandon Coleman. It's a great, it's a great theory. Uh, this is from James. Uh, if the unthinkable happens, Andrew and Mayfield falls to fifteen, how mad are y'all going to be when the Saints trade up and draft him? Jesus. <sighs> I'm just gonna pretend that will never happen. Who's who's a, Andrew? As you as you start looking at the draft, who's a guy that obviously if he was there at 27, the Saints would love. But who's a guy that like because 26 picks is so fucking long, right? You know, who's a guy that like if he gets to like 15, 16, 
like you know they put out like the hurricane watch and the hurricane warning in New mm-hmm. Orleans. Like who goes? Who gets to like fifteen, sixteen, where you need to like do the trade watch and the trade warning for a guy? You're like, oh, the Saints are looking to move up to get that guy, but he's got it. You know, well, but he's got to fall to like yeah. fifteen, sixteen. I mean, tight end. I mean, I would love a tight end. I don't see but... any mock drafts having tight ends going in the top twenty. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So I feel like the one position that the Saints really need, I mean, quarterback, I could sort of see it. But, like, I mean, at the end of the day, I just – I think quarterbacks are going to go early. I mean, I think, you know, there's a good chance that in the first five picks, you're going to see three quarterbacks, and and by the top, the other two will go. I, I could seriously see that happening. So, you know, guys that I love, um, you know, Tremaine Edmonds, the linebacker for Virginia Tech, um, Roquan Smith, the linebacker for Georgia. I expect both of them to go in the top 15. I like the guy still that sounds out. like a wine, Vino Vito, or whatever his name is, a defensive tackle. Yeah, I'm not that excited about him. But but Smith and, and Edmonds – the linebackers, if they're still around after 15, um, I seriously consider it. Um, the other name I'm, I'm going to throw out there as a guy I would potentially trade for is um, receiver out of Alabama, Calvin Ridley. You know? I, would um, I don't know if the Saints need to break the bank for him, but you know, if it's 21, you know, and they're six picks away and Third round way pick to will get you seven spots. Yeah, I, I just I started to think, wow, our offense with Calvin Ridley would be could be interesting. Um, D- so that would be a guy I would keep an eye on. Dave, Frank wants to, Frank has a, has a has a restaurant need. He says, "I'm coming to New I'm coming to Nola. Where can I eat for less than a hundred bucks? That's awesome." Just him? It's, or is I it guess, like I, I guess maybe let's assume like anybody, it's anybody him another cash, any restaurant. Right, so, so, so two, dinner for two under a hundred bucks. Pesh is my uh, favorite restaurant in New Orleans. Pesh is good. I've been there twice recently, actually. Um I don't know. I guess you could keep it all right. First of all, you're gonna have to not order drinks. You're gonna have to stay away oh, from cocktails. True, maybe true. maybe you could and wine, maybe you could do a beer each or two beers each. Um yeah, Pesh, you could probably get it right at about a hundred. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm going to stick with downtown places because I'm sure they're probably staying downtown. Uh, I, you know, I don't know if we're supposed to be boycotting Besh restaurants now or, or, or not uh, because Wait, of that why? Whole thing. Because he's well, cause, I didn't yeah. hear about this. What's the whole? What thing? he got? Yeah, he was, it's like national news. He's harassing the women's. Oh, uh, he's pulling uh, a he's pulling a Dallas Maverick. Oh. <laughs> um, I would say maybe maybe Luke. Um, that's good, especially if you're into like seafood and you want like oysters. They do uh, fresh oysters. Uh, Dave, do you still vouch for um, Dragos after he died? I never really eat at Dragos. Um, I. I I, I was never really that crazy about the regular food at Drago's. I mean, the, the char-grilled oysters are the bomb.com, but yeah, um, the rest of the stuff was was mediocre in my opinion. 
there's a lot better Italian food. I, I need Dave to take me out to a dinner in New Orleans. <laughs> oh, you can't. You can't town. handle it. I just oh, went, I can handle it. Me and friend uh, on Saturday night just went to a place called Cavan or Cavan. I don't know. Wait, 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 wait. Who's Aaron? My wife. My wife. My wife. Uh, Whatever you do, don't go to like mothers. Uh, <laughs> please don't go to mothers. Do not go to mothers. Honestly, don't go to Commanders or Emeralds either. That's just lame. Well, that'll be over a hundred bucks for sure. Yeah. Ralph's no. on the park. You can go for under a hundred there. Mm, that's close. Oh, you know where else you could, try? you could try? You could try Merrill, which is Emeralds' latest yeah. restaurant. I've and been there. Like a, yeah, there's like a lot of small plates, so you could just get a few small plates, and that definitely keep that under a hundred bucks. Or you could. Only place I know. King's Beer Garden in Pearland, baby. It's German food. It's awesome. I go there all the time. Special occasions. If you, if you want to see Saints players, go to Rock and Saki. There's always Saints players there. Yeah. That's true. Thanks, Tim. You got your restaurant advice now. Um, so that about wraps it up. Um, I, I, I guess, like... With with all that's uh, with all that's going on in the NFC, guys, do you feel like I don't feel like the Saints have gotten worse this offseason. I feel like they've gotten better. They've they've done some stuff, but have you feel? Do you feel like they've fallen way behind the Vikings, the Eagles, the Rams? In that sense, Dave, and then we'll wrap it up. Again, I mean. <laughs> wrap it up. Um, again, on paper, yeah, they're they're potentially losing the battle. They're they're, they're not getting quantity, and they're not getting the quality that that some of these other teams, like the Rams and the Eagles, are getting. But again, it's it's you, you can't buy success like that in the NFL. You can't buy team chemistry. You can't buy health. Um, you know, we discussed this earlier. The teams that have tried to do that it usually doesn't work out well. The teams that don't try to do that, like the Patriots, um, it, it works out well. Yeah, yeah, um, but you know what? An offseason adding to Mario Davis, Patrick Robinson, and Kurt Coleman, that's probably not changing things for you either. Um, I mean, it's not making my pants any tighter, but I mean, I... I, I think that I, I, I think I think adding I think adding depth uh, is is crucial is crucial and pays off uh, in 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 hard to see and in my in minute ways throughout the season especially late in the season and and you know it's it's not a it's not an instant well Patrick Robinson I think Andrew potentially could be really good because remember how bad Devonta Harris was. Like if Patrick, if you plug in last I'm, year's I'm Patrick Robinson, it. I, if you I'm, plug in last year's Patrick so Robinson to the defense, they could be really freaking good in that secondary. If you if you ask me why I still drink, it's because I had to watch Devonte <laughs> Harris this year. Oh man, I want to say um, who's our who's our boy that that that, that did the game clinching interception against the Chargers in twenty sixteen. So BW Webb. Yeah, BW Webb. He's still signed. He's still. He's still. He's still. He's still getting contract. He's still getting. He's still getting paid. I saw that. He signed with the Bears, I think, with the Chargers. But so that wraps it up. Uh, it was fun. Uh, Brandon Cooks got traded again. The Saints brought Ben Watson back. 
Uh, thanks to everybody who donated. Listen to Drunk History. Donate if you can. Uh, until next week, uh, for Dave, for Andrew, uh, the bar is closed. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. When it comes to hiring, don't go searching for the one. Just meet your match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The NBA Finals are heating up. Looking for hot takes on all the postseason action? The Old Man and the Three, presented by BMW, is the podcast to listen to for the ultimate finals coverage. Host and former NBA sharpshooter J.J. Redick not only has a plugged-in perspective on the action from his time in the league, but he's also announcing the games in real time for ESPN. J.J. has the ultimate insider point of view, and he's taking you along for the ride as he breaks down the best defensive schemes, dunks, and drives from each game. And speaking of incredible drives, there's no better place to tune into your new favorite podcast, The Old Man and the Three, than in a standard-setting BMW. Luxury meets power to create a wholly new driving experience. Push the limits this NBA season with the brand that set the ultimate standard. BMW, the ultimate driving machine. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Calling on coffee drinkers. If you've been trying to enhance your daily coffee routine, then Quest has got your back with their brand new iced coffees. Now available in two delightfully delicious flavors that'll be sure to add an extra pep in your step. Vanilla latte and mocha latte. Quest has been on a mission to help fuel you with protein-forward foods you'll love. Each bottle of Quest Ice Coffee is packed with 200 milligrams of caffeine, the same amount as two cups of regular coffee, plus 10 grams of protein per serving to help you supercharge your day. And did I mention that they only contain one gram of sugar? It might just be time to cheat on your iced coffee with iced coffee. Find Quest Ice Coffees on Amazon.com slash Quest Nutrition. That's Amazon.com slash Quest Nutrition.